Sandy. Welcome to the Blockhash Podcast, episode 230. How are you doing today? Hi, Brandon. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? Doing fantastic. Excited to have you on today. Uh, a lot of we want to talk about. Before we do, tell us a bit more about yourself, where you're from, how you got into the space, how you got to where you are now with 3Air. Well, uh, how long of a story you want? <laughs> uh, go as long as you want, whatever is most pertinent. Um, well, um, let, let's say it like this, that I was a really sick kid and I guess like because of this, I wasn't really good at sports. So I uh, was mostly at home behind my computer. My computer career uh, career started uh, with six, I guess, uh, when I got my Commodore. Um, mm -hmm. And um, since then, I'm kind of you know, in love with, with computers and I've always doing something with computers. So um, although I didn't study uh, anything in, in, uh, with a computer, so my background is in economy. I always did some projects, you know, and uh, learned a lot of stuff. I also a full, full stack developer, uh, did some, some software development also on, on blockchain. Um, my, my first company was uh, we 19 and um, it was connected to computers. So uh, with some friends, we set up a, a hosting company. So, uh, and uh, a domain registrar. So that was back in uh, 1999. So we were pretty early in, in that space. Um, and then I, then I'd done a lot of things, uh, you know, some with management, uh, always, it was always connected with computers. Um, so, um, in, in the meantime, I actually got involved with sports, something that I was not able to do before. And, uh, I got pretty deep into it. Um, I, I actually owned a gym in between and, uh, made a lot of, uh, education also on the um functional medicine side so i've been i've been doing this uh um part-time for for the last few years also just uh, it, it helped me so much so that i actually wanted to learn it so that i can handle help also other people with it and uh, i changed quite a lot of lives on on that front um but the the last two years i'm like really 100 percent in crypto uh once i learned about it i was uh, you know so amazed and tried to learn everything about it there is um yeah that's that's kind of um I, I think it was short enough right yeah yeah it's pretty good um what was your first experience like with with blockchain or crypto um it was it was through a a project that um was uh, was basically um connected to partly to gaming um and um you know it was for, for i i knew a, a lot about computers already but i didn't know a lot about about blockchain when i when i joined uh, that project so it was like creating a wallet and then you get the seed phrase and i was like okay i just say a password right so i'll i'll um I'll, I'll recover that one later on so of course that didn't happen so um i think that was the first trigger that i said like i really need to learn something about that one nice was there anything in particular that inspired you to want to do something with um broadband wi-fi connectivity and blockchain um you know what that that's that's another story that um 
I'm 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 from Slovenia uh, originally. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, living in Dubai for uh, a bit over a year, and um, you know, the, the the tech that we are working with uh, is is actually Slovenian. So uh, it's um, it's been developed there, and um, some of my friends actually run it. Um, and um, you know, we were we were talking about stuff that's been troublesome for them. And um, that's mostly connected to, to payments because um, uh, you know Africa isn't really um, easy to do to do payments um, and um, also some identification stuff and so on. And then we we're just talking. I was just like, guys, I, I think you need to look into crypto. So um, then we were starting to explore um, how that could help. And man, you know, just then the whole world opened up, and uh, that's uh, that's how I got excited about it. And I was, um, um, I, I like to travel. I like to travel a lot, and um, Africa did make an impact on on me. Um, I think Africa was by far the worst in regards to connectivity uh, that that I've been to, uh, and uh, actually, whatever part of Africa um, I, I went was was really not good uh compared to and, and i was you know also you know, asia and and um those countries that are still considered like the emerging economies and so on but they have by far better uh internet connectivity than africa had so um i also thought yeah sure that that's something that i would like to you know get involved in um, so the technology was sound, the, the team behind it was really good, and I did feel that we can make a big difference. So that was uh, something that was of interest. Nice. So tell me more about 3Air and how you guys are taking um, you know, Wi-Fi, broadband, connectivity, all this stuff that you guys are doing and combining it with blockchain and what the end goal is. What are you guys trying to accomplish? Yes, as I mentioned, it started with with payment issues. So, and there is also a kind of it's a I, I don't I don't know if I can say it's a funny story. Maybe for for us it is, but uh, there it wasn't. Um, so, our, our tech is right now operational on on our on our testing ground in, in Sierra Leone, and um, Sierra Leone is is considered and is probably one of the poorest countries on earth probably um so banking is almost non-existent there forget credit cards and so on so everybody is coming and paying with cash so you you go to pay with cash each month for your uh, monthly internet subscription and that's kind of burdensome, right? So for everybody, for you that need to go there, and and also you know for us that that we need to serve you know the, each client uh, uh, each month, and um, we want we wanted to to make it a bit easier for them. So we just uh, we we had two guys going around on a moped and just collecting the money, and um, we just did it you know first Monday each uh, each each month first Monday. And uh, yeah, it, it went like uh, two times like this, and, and on the third time they were robbed. You know? And um, this is, you know, right now the guys are still going around, but just we cannot say when we're coming. Um, and um, yeah, that, that is something that we, that we thought 
people have already internet and, and so on. So let's let's see how we can maybe accelerate the, the bankless payments. So um, that that's how it started, I guess blockchain crypto in, in, in itself started from from that on um and the other thing is also that you know in, in Sierra Leone it's it's not unusual that people come into offices and they try to identify themselves with with a, a, uh, a with a business card and sometimes even handwritten right so then you need to accept something like this and uh, it goes over and over again so each month so um you know, blockchain is Pretty, pretty good, and I'm and I'm and I'm really certain that uh, you know, decentralized identities, uh, blockchain-based, will be will be the future. So um, this is where it started, and um, of course, you know, our tech. What what our tech actually does is um, we set up base stations, and um, we can provide broadband without laying cables. So from those base stations, we can actually beam a steady broadband stream um, to around 50 kilometers of radius. We can connect up to 15,000 people on, uh, on per base station. And um, yeah, we, we can go up to one gigabit per second. Um, so this is this is our, our core technology. Um, but there are also some some other issues, you know, so um, the the problem there is uh, it, it's it's still right now in Sierra Leone it's still too expensive because Sierra Leone is one of the poorest countries so we were thinking okay let's let's see how we can maybe implement a, a mesh system uh, that would allow for for you know even broader distribution of um, of internet and that's where the blockchain um falls into place again um so we do set up some access points that uh, that users can run it by themselves so it, it's kind of a form of um of bandwidth sharing and um, you can stake also the, in those access points you can stake tokens into uh to to secure uh, to ensure the network actually um and um you yeah of course you'll, you'll get the rewards so and uh it's the, the whole system is set up so that that it's uh, that it's long-term sustainable uh, because everybody involved everybody you know from the isp that needs to provide the internet to the end user are you know in a sense incentivized to 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 do it um and you know, of course with there there what there are 1.3 billion people in africa uh, broadband penetration right now in Africa is is below one percent. So mm -hmm. literally, imagine it's below one percent. So ninety nine percent of people don't have access to broadband there, um, and um, that's a huge user base, and it's a, it's it's a huge impact that that uh, we think we are will have. Um, So um, about blockchain. So um, our, the education part is really, really huge, and we want to provide with our with our platform. We actually want to provide them with with um, financial services. So um, this is you know the, the impact. The impact. Uh, 
is huge that we that we uh, that we are having there. That's uh, that's our mission, really, to change. Sorry, I think I cut out for a second. I got the last part of what you said. Um, do you feel like this is a you know a long term solution? Um, for people in this area, or do you think this is something that is um, a good temporary fix to kind of get people online? Because you're talking about like 99% of people not having broadband connection, right? So do you feel like there's a lot more infrastructure that would need to be built to really get that many people online in the future? Yeah, so getting everybody on, on internet is, uh, is probably a dream. So uh, that's not going to happen so, so fast. It's going to mm -hmm. take years and years. But um, we are right now focused on the most densely populated areas. Um, just to there we, we can have the, the most impact. And um, it, we, we do need to build out some infrastructure, um, but we can do it far faster and you know, cost efficient than with any other uh, traditional method. So, just for for a comparison, um, if you want to do broadband uh, the traditional way, uh, so for a big city, you would probably need uh, around 200, 300 million, something like that, and it would take a few years. So we can we can have the same impact uh, with. Uh, with around 10 million um, investment and within six months we can connect first clients. Um, and uh, it is scalable and we do think it's a long-term solution. I don't think that, you know, once we have uh, this set up that somebody else will come and just start laying cables. Of course, there are some emerging technologies and you never know when, uh, once uh, a, another one pops up, right? That's, that's even better. Um, but it doesn't look like that's going to be, you know, anytime soon. Uh, at least we don't see any, any, um, any technology evolving now so fast that could, um, replace what we are doing and do it a bit better. So there are some, um, um, satellite internet, something like, uh, Starlink is doing, there are a few other telecoms trying to do it. But uh, just calculating the costs, it's 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 crazy, you know. Um, you need to know that you know shooting shooting those satellites up costs billions, literally, you know, billions. And um, not not a lot of people know that the the average lifespan of a satellite like this is five years. So in five years, you need to replace it. I think that. Uh, that um, maintenance costs just to, to replace the satellites per year are around $2 billion, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are, there's a lot of investment that needs to go also in um, on the ground and so on. So I don't think that will be really, really cheap internet, to be honest. And um, of course, it has its, um, its use cases, but I don't think it will just go and replace every other, every other um, internet connection there is. Um, and you know there are also some other issues uh, there right right now, uh, but yeah, probably some of them will get solved. But I don't think that they'll ever be really really cheap internet that we are looking for in in emerging economies. 
Yeah, it probably won't be cheap, Starlink. But I mean, Elon Musk, it helps the fact that he owns the rocket company at the same time. So he's probably saving costs. No, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Um, in, in regards to shooting up uh, sat you know, satellites in the sky, but he still needs to pay for, for the cost somewhere, right? Um, mm -hmm. Of course, there might be somebody who will go and, uh, you know, he, he might go and decide dumping prices. Of course, he can do that for some time. Um, but we also have quite a low cost basis, so that's that's good for us. Uh, so our margins are, are quite high. Um, and, um, you know, there, there's also other things. So, for instance, not being on the ground in Africa, you know, we are focused on Africa mainly right now. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, it's not so easy for somebody to actually buy something from the Internet, get it delivered home and then connecting him, himself and so on. So we are there. We are there supporting people. Uh, we are there, you know, also uh, giving everybody the, the option to um, you know, that they don't need to pay up front for for all the hardware that they need to connect. And uh, we're giving a lot of additional additional value. So as I said, the three R platform is actually um, focused on providing additional value in regards to you know financial services, additional income streams. You just imagine having a play to earn game that uh, you just you know get introduced when you get firstly connected to the internet and say look you know we're connecting you to the internet but you can also join here and play this game and it'll get you well, $20 per month or $50 per month so we would say okay $50 you know I, I spend more each time on you know each day on, on gas fees right but um, for for somebody who has 150 or 250 dollars monthly income $50 is like game-changing having additionally you know um, so Mm, it's uh, I, I think those those additional services that we offer will, will take uh, um, will bring a lot of additional value and uh, this is something that probably Starlink for instance won't be doing yeah exactly um, tell me also a little bit about the you mentioned incentivization for people that run the access points what does that look like um, through blockchain um, so um, the uh, th there will be pools um, that are uh, connected to the access point. So don't think about this in a sense of uh, running a validator node or something like that, because it's not a validator node, mm -hmm. uh, but it will be there to ensure the, the hardware. Um, so we'll, we'll be providing the hardware to the users. But the problem in Africa is so. So the first problem is actually that, that mostly they cannot afford the hardware that they'll need to, to to do it. Right. So we'll need to list them this hardware. And the problem is also that you know if you give somebody the hardware there, uh, you know the next day it might not be there anymore. So uh, you know, they'll just sell it off or something like that if they see that you know there's a quick buck to be made. Made so um, this. Um, we, we, we want to have it in, insured with tokens. So that's one thing. And um, the user will need to come up with a part. So the, the access point operator will need to come up with, with a big part of, of those tokens. Um, and the rest can come from everybody else. 
and um, you know, those if, if something goes wrong with the with the access point then um, the repair costs or anything will, will come out of those pools um, and um, once you connect, so as the end user, once you once you connect to this access point, um, you'll either uh, buy a, a access uh, through the internet already. So you know um, you'll be able to connect to the access point without having any credits or anything like that. Um, but you'll be able to buy it with you know through the, that internet connection already, or you'll just go and you can buy also. A, a scratch card or something similar um, a, a locally and then just use that for um, accessing the, the internet and it should be really cost effective right and um, um, this will then be gathered together in a pool and um, this funds will get distributed to to the access point operator and to the to the uh, to the people that are staking the tokens in the access point, and of course, part needs to go back to the to the company just because the company needs to to buy the internet in the end. So the ISP needs to buy the internet and provide the internet. So um, in that sense, uh, people get um, easy and cheap internet access, so really price worthy, and. Um, the, the access point operator will get a bit of recognition. So we are we are focusing mostly with access points right now in some on some public places or some businesses. So for instance, in in um, in in Africa. So I had that experience in Ethiopia in one of the newest uh, shopping malls. They were really covered with with Wi-Fi. Everywhere was Wi-Fi, but you connected and there was no internet behind it. So it was just like Wi-Fi there. Um, and uh, you know, this is this is right now what we're focusing on. So just to to have uh, some uh, public places covered and um, um, you know having a restaurant. Uh, with internet access can be a game changer in Africa also so providing that service um, and so so the the the, comp the the companies can actually decide okay we'll take over the costs and uh, we'll just uh, give the internet away for free just just to attract new, new customers or they can really say okay we'll charge you know just a, a small fee and uh, then this fee gets split. Do you um, guys want to focus mo mostly on Africa right now, or is it only available to Africa? Are you able to participate in three year if you're somewhere else, um, or do you have to be in the region? Um, so our connectivity is focused right now on Africa. We think that the technology is the best to, to go through Africa right now. So they, they probably are the continent that lacks the, the infrastructure the most. So this is where, where we really where we really shine. Uh, but uh, accessing the platform and, and all the, um, all the um, apps there, it's going to be, of course, uh, accessible to everyone. And you can also participate as a, you know, as a token staker in, in, in access points. So from, from everywhere you want. Gotcha. Um, if someone wants to get involved with three air or they want to set up an access point or they want to be a part of it, 
where do they go to do that? Do they just go to the website? Is there somewhere else they go to get in contact? What does the process look like? Yeah, so right now we are not setting up any access point at this moment okay. in time. So we are still in the pre-launch phase. Um, and um, once we once we are out of the pre-launch and the, this should be within, yeah, within six months, we should have uh, our um, new country open. So hopefully mm -hmm. this goes well. Uh, there, there are two countries that are coming up um, and of course, Sierra Leone is our testing ground. For sure, we'll be testing this there um, in um, in the next few months. Uh, we we actually tested the access points already, just not with with the staking yet. Um, but in in Sierra Leone, just un until we are still in in testing mode, we won't be opening up that for for everybody. So it will be accessible only locally. Um, but everything else, um, once we go, uh, live, everything will be clear and, uh, that should happen in Q4 this year. So a website is probably the best one to go. Um, there is a big docs section and you can read a bit more on access point, but we will be providing more and more information on how exactly it will work and how you can, you can get involved, uh, you know, with, with with time in in the next few months gotcha where can people go if they just want to learn more uh do you guys have a blog discord telegram you guys on social media yeah so the, the website can be your your hub let's say it like this so three air.io is uh, so it's it's with the three three air.io um there's a uh there's there's a um just a landing page and then you can go to the doc section. The doc sections have is, is pretty well organized, I think. So you can read more about the, the, the technology and everything there. There is a blog section also. So we, we do have a blog and there is a blog on Medium and uh, we are on most of the, the social channels. So Telegram group is currently the most active and you, you'll find all the links on the website. Um, Discord is slowly picking up. Um, we, we have our weekly AMAs on YouTube uh, on Wednesdays, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Central European time. Um, we have our Twitter channel. So most most of this, uh, the social channels are, are, are covered. Also, we, I know we have something on Facebook. We have something on Instagram. So. Nice. What about yourself? Uh, if people want to follow you or they want to connect with you, where can they find you? Um, to, to be honest, I'm not so much active on my own social social channels. I think I got I, I put that aside five years ago, actually, before I was quite, quite a lot on there. Um, but I am active uh, on Discord and I am active on our on our Telegram channel. So um, either one of those, you'll be able to speak directly to me also. Um, I also don't mind if anybody sends me a, a personal message. I, I try to answer all of those. Uh, sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll try to answer um, up until it really gets too, too much. Gotcha. Guys, go follow Sandy. Go check out 3Air, uh, like the video, and subscribe. Sandy, thank you for taking the time to come on the show today and talk about 3Air, what you guys are doing with connectivity. 
uh, blockchain in Africa. Super exciting. There's a lot of stuff actually happening in that region in Africa. There's actually a lot more we probably could talk about in the future. Um, but it's very exciting. Thank you for taking the time. And yeah. we'll definitely do this again soon. Maybe just, just you know, Africa is amazing in regards to, to mm -hmm. blockchain. So um, I was just recently speaking here with an organizer of, of, a, of a big crypto event. And I was like asking him, like, you know, well, where, where, where's, you know where, where do you see the most stuff happening right now? You know, around the world, you, you organize so many conferences and so on. And it was like, definitely Africa. It was just yeah. like, you know, the last time we, we, we made something in Nigeria, we were expecting two to 3,000 people and, you know, 20,000 people showed up. It was like crazy. So, uh, yeah, and I, I think that they really, you know, they really see the potential there and they see the potential because it brings them something that, that we take for granted. And that's uh, really, you know, freedom of, of being in control of your own funds and you know, all the financial services and so on. So we don't care so much, you know, if you know, we like blockchain, but we, we, mm -hmm. we are not dependent on it. But, you know, they, they are, you know, for, for them is a really a game changer. Yeah, I think people are going to be really surprised where they see most of this technological change occur. Um, you know, it's happening all over the world, but where there's the biggest gaps, where the biggest leaps need to be taken. Um, it's Africa, Latin America, Southeast Asia. And I think that's where you're going to see the biggest change, especially in Africa. Every time I talk to somebody, it's there's always some project that they're working on in Africa. There's some application in Africa. Everyone wants to go into Africa. So I think that's going to surprise people where the continent goes in the next 10, 20 years, especially with the tech. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we spoke about that 99% people don't have broadband. You know, there are like um, a lot of them are still on, on mobile, but still 80% of people never used Internet there. So mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is such a huge potential in for, for every project uh, there. And we'll be exactly. the one bringing them online. Well, excited for you guys' impact on it. Um, it's, it's very cool, very exciting. I'm going to keep a close eye on it, but we'll wrap it up here. Sandy, thank you for the time. Really do appreciate it. Thanks, Brandon. Thank you. All right. See you later. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.